Welcome back to Nobody Cat Storytime. I'm Little E. And I am Mama T. Last episode, Little E lost her first tooth. Did the tooth fairy come? Or Tommy? The tooth fairy gave me five whole dollars, but Tommy didn't come luckily. Phew! Did the tooth fairy do anything else? Yep, she left me a special note. But I need to keep flossing, she said. I know, tooth fairy, it's true. Alright, Little E, now that everybody's caught up. Let's introduce the new story. Today's story is called Nebula Cat, Welcome to Earth. I hope you enjoy, because this party is going to get on over. Oh, yeah, baby. Before we start part two of the Nebula Cat story, I'm going to give you a quick reminder of what happened at the end of the first part. The crew had gotten back to Earth, and Dr. Rosa brought Mel, the nebula cat, back to his house. His neighbor Mary spotted he and Mel, and she asked him to come over. We left off with Dr. Rosa headed to his debrief meeting. And now let's begin. Nebula cat, welcome to Earth. When Dr. Rosa finished his meeting, he went over to the neighbor's house. Mary was waiting at the door. She opened it up. Hi! Hi, Mel! When Mel heard her name, she wriggled out of Dr. Rosa's arms. Mary put out her arms, and Mel happily crawled right in. Mom, Dr. Rose is here. Darlene came out. Hey, you're back. How was the adventure? Dr. Rosa said, oh, it was it was great. I hope you don't mind I brought my cat over. When did you get a cat? Asked Mary's mom. He said, well, Mary said, he just got him. Her, her, right? And Dr. Rosa said, I think so. And Darlene, also known as Mary's mom, said, you don't know if it's a male or female? And Dr. Rosa responded, no, um, no, I don't. But she's very nice, so far at least. Darlene let it go and asked, would you like a cookie, Dr. Rosa? And he said, oh, a cookie would be fantastic. And some tea if you have it. So Darlene brought everybody a cookie and brought Dr. Rosa some tea. Darlene asked, when did you have time to get a cat again? And Dr. Rosa made a quick decision. He was going to tell them. He said, um, well, it's kind of a crazy story, actually. And then Mary said, oh, 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 please wait for me. Um, I gotta go, I gotta go potty. Just wait, don't say anything yet. I don't want to miss any of the story. And she ran off. And when she ran off, Mel followed her wobbling from side to side. She hadn't gotten her earth legs yet. Mary went to the bathroom and Mel watched her. Mary finished. She flushed and washed her hands. And then she was going to leave. But Mel turned and hopped onto the toilet. Huh? That's right, little Lee. Mel just hopped right onto that toilet, turned around and squatted down. And she tinkled in the toilet. Then, when she was finished, Mel turned around and put her whole head in the toilet to check it out. Mary did the same thing. Whoa. Mom! Roger! You gotta come here! Darlene and Roger came running in. They didn't know what the heck was going on. You gotta see this! And right when Mel put her paw on the flusher, To flush the toilet, Dr. Rosa, Darlene, and Mary saw rainbow urine go swirling around the toilet. Cool. Mel had rainbow urine. It was beautiful. Darlene said, okay, Roger, spill the beans. That is not a normal cat. Before he could respond, Mel climbed off the toilet and onto the sink. Mary said, don't worry, I'll help you, Mel. And she walked over and turned on the sink. Mel put her paw under it. She kind of whacked at it. Ooh. She whacked at it with the other paw. She wasn't really excited about this whole wet thing. Hey, little E, even Mel flushes and washes her hands or paws. 
Well, she doesn't like washing her hands, Mama T. Oh, man, I guess that's true. But it's still super important to wash your hands after you go potty, even if you don't like it. I know. But this is so embarrassing, Mama T. Ah, a little bit of embarrassment is good for you. Anyway, back to the story. They all went back to the living room, and Dr. Rosa told them, Mel here? Well, she's a nebula cat. Get out of here! exclaimed Darlene. Mary said, Oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard! She's a space cat! Dr. Rosa nodded and said, Yep, there's a lot we don't know about her, but, you know, I've spent a couple days with her on the ship, and she's been nothing but wonderful. She's full of surprises. Here's the thing, though. Besides you guys and me, the only other people in the whole world that know about her are my colleagues Dr. Violet and Dr. Hong. Nobody else on Earth knows about her. You see, she's so special we want to keep her safe. And I have to go to work. And since you're on summer break now, right, Mary? Mary nodded and said, "Mm mm-hmm. And Darlene looked at him curiously and he said, well, I was kind of hoping that when I'm at work just for now, maybe you guys could watch her. She seems super comfortable over here. And Mary looked at her mom and said, Mom, that would be amazing. And Darlene said, uh, you're asking me to have a, an alien cat in our house that we know almost nothing about? Dr. Rosa replied, yes, I am. And Darlene said, totally, yes, we would be happy to help out. And Mary said, yes! Ah, this is so exciting. Best summer ever. And Dr. Rosa said, fantastic. Okay, I'll bring her over tomorrow. Dr. Rosa woke up to two golden eyes staring at him. Good morning, little Mel he said. She responded with a little lick to his face, which felt scratchy, but nice. Hey, you're gonna go over and hang out with that little girl Mary today and her mom Darlene. She started purring and rubbed her head against his cheek. He got all ready for work, and when it was time to go, he said, okay, after you. She walked in front of him. He stroked along her back, and then she wrapped her tail around his wrist. He lifted up his hand, but she didn't let go. The grip around his wrist got tighter. Okay, he said. Then he pulled his arm up higher. She held tight, and her whole back end started to lift off the ground. He kept lifting his arm higher, and her whole body was off the ground, and she was dangling in the air. You are full of surprises, Mel, said Dr. Rosa. Mel looked up between her legs and said, Meow. Oh, you do meow. Then Mel did a little kitty sit-up. She wrapped her paws around Dr. Rosa's arm and pulled herself up. She crawled up his shoulder and just perched there. He walked over to the neighbor's house, Mel still on his shoulder, bouncing as he walked. Darlene opened the door. She had been waiting. Good morning, you two, she said. Good morning, replied Dr. Rosa. Here she is. Darlene took Mel off of Dr. Rosa's shoulder, and she asked, Is there anything in particular I need to feed her? And Dr. Rosa shook his head and said, I don't know what she eats. So far, it's been honey and just kind of whatever we have. It's all been okay. Darlene said, all right, have a good day at work. And he said, don't forget to, you know, write things down when you see them. Anything unusual. Will do, she said. Then he went to work. When he got there, Dr. Violet and Dr. Hong were there. Dr. Hong asked, feeling better? Then she winked at him. Dr. Rosa said, oh yeah, uh, so much better. Dr. Violet asked, is um, your cat by herself at the house? And Dr. Rosa responded, well, I have some things to tell you. They looked at him expectantly. He said, first, um, to answer your question, no, she's not at my house alone. She's at the neighbor's. What? 
Dr. Ong and Dr. Violet both yelled together. It just kind of happened. I mean, she jumped out of my shirt yesterday when I got home and my neighbor saw it. And then I thought, hey, they could keep an eye on her. They're really trustworthy. Super nice people. Dr. Hong said, I hope they are. And Dr. Violet said, that was quite a risk you were taking. And Dr. Rosa said, I know. I know. Okay, said Dr. Violet. We have a lot to learn about her and about the Murine Nebula. Let's go start testing those samples. Meanwhile, back at Mary and Darlene's house, they were having a fantastic time playing with Mel. Of course, Mary was really excited about Mel's urine, so she wanted to go potty again right away. Mel followed her just like before, and then Mary came running out not long after and said, Mom! Mom, you're not going to believe this! She's got space poop! Darlene said, What are you talking about? And Mary said, Well, she already flushed it down, but her poop was like bluish black, and it had sparkles in it like stars. Get out of here, said Darlene. Why is that any crazier than rainbow pee? Inquired Mary. Darlene said, I guess it's not. Cool. Did you remember to write it down? And Mary said, yes, I did. And the time. Good job, said her mom. Then Mary grabbed Mel and went into her room. She closed the door and she said, Mel, I want to introduce you to my favorite band. Mary called out, Smarty Pants. Play lettuce. Did sound a little something like this. I love lettuce with all my heart. Lettuce <laughs> <laughs> is the best of all things. Yes, literally. Yes, that is exactly what it sounded like. When this incredible music came on, Mel's tail started flicking back and forth. Then. Her head started swaying side to side. Mary started twirling around and dancing, too. Isn't it great? asked Mary. And Mel started moving her head up and down now, instead of side to side. Mary questioned. Did you just nod at me? Then Mel got so into the music that she just started bouncing all over the place. Her muscles still weren't very strong, so she couldn't really jump up on anything. But she was hopping and a-bopping like nobody's business. They were in the middle of this fantastic dance party when the doorbell rang. Mel's ears perked up, and she went running out of the room. Darlene had opened the door to receive a package. Mel zoomed by her. She wanted to feel the cool grass under her feet again. Darlene and Mary chased her out and said, Mel! Mel stopped and started pawing the grass, then rolled around in ecstasy. A woman was walking her dog down the street. Mel heard the tinkle of the dog's collar, and she got up. She looked at it curiously. This creature looked a little more like her. At least it had fur. She walked closer. But as she approached the dog... The dog was not having it. It started to growl, then it barked and lunged. <coughs> Mel did not like that. She could tell that it was not a nice thing to do. So what she did is she reared up on her back paws, and she kicked out her front paws like a horse, and then she fluffed up her fur and her tail, and she looked like she was twice as big. And then to everybody's surprise, she let out a loud, <coughs> like a lion. The dog went and cowered back. The owner looked at Darlene and asked, what kind of cat is that? Darlene said, um, it's a very exotic breed. Very rare. And Mary said, Mel, Mel, Mel. She kept saying her name. And then finally, Mel heard. And she turned and she ran back to Mary and ran into the house. When they got back inside, Darlene texted Dr. Rosa and said, uh, Roger, we might have a problem. We have a neighbor who was walking their dog and just saw Mel. He responded, did anything happen? Darlene replied, 
I think I played it off pretty well. Dr. Hong was watching Dr. Rosa's face, and she asked, Everything okay? Dr. Rosa replied, Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Mel got out, but she's back now. A neighbor saw. And Dr. Violet said, Well, she looks basically like a regular cat, so hopefully it wasn't too obvious that there was something different. And Dr. Rosa said, Yeah, I hope so. Dr. Violet and Dr. Hong both told Dr. Rosa that they were envious that he got to have Mel at his house. They missed her. Dr. Rosa understood. He thought he would probably feel the same way if the tables were turned. Well, here's an idea then, said Dr. Rosa. Why don't you guys come over for dinner tonight? Dr. Hong and Dr. Violet thought that was a great idea. Dr. Rosa was getting the table all set for dinner when the doorbell rang. It was Dr. Violet. He had a gift in his hand, and Dr. Rosa asked, For me? Dr. Violet said, No, this is for Mel. Come here, Mel. She came prancing over. Dr. Violet leaned down and pet Mel. Then he opened up the package for her, and it was a big jar of honey. Here you go, sweetheart. She arched into his hand, then looked up at him and said, Meow. What a beautiful voice you have, said Dr. Violet. The doorbell rang again. Dr. Rosa opened it, and it was Dr. Hong. He furrowed his brow, because she had not come alone. Sorry, she said. She was terrorizing the house. I couldn't leave her at home. Dr. Rosa told her, Don't you remember what happened earlier when she saw a dog? And Dr. Hong said, Well, that dog was barking, and... Well, this is Zoe, my Bazinji, and Bazinjis don't bark, so I'm hoping that maybe they get along better? All right, come on in. Good luck, Zoe. We don't know what's gonna happen. Zoe and Dr. Hong walked in the house. Do you know what a Bazinji is, little E? Nah, not really, Mama T. A Bazinji is this really cool dog breed from Africa with a little curly tail in the back and short hair. They're kind of medium-sized, and they were trained to track lions. And in doing this, they actually trained the dogs not to bark. So now, Bazinjis can't bark. If they try, they just yodel, which is like, that's about the best they can do. But usually they're silent. Zoe the Bazinji started sniffing around everywhere. Mel saw right away that there was another one of those creatures in the house. She walked up to it. Zoe didn't bark, so Mel didn't find that a threat. But Mel decided that she needed to make sure the dog knew who was boss. So she sat back on her hind legs again. And when Zoe came up to try to sniff her, she whacked Zoe across the face with a front paw. Then she whacked Zoe the other direction with the other paw. Then faster, she went bam, bam, bam with both her paws like a little boxer. And Zoe was so surprised. She didn't make any noises, but she just kind of sat back with her eyes wide open. And from that point on, Zoe followed Mel everywhere. Dinner was served. They were having takeout Chinese food. They all sat at the table and were enjoying. Dr. Hong at one point got up to go and get some more water. And when that happened... Mel jumped into her chair. Good girl, said Dr. Rosa. She hadn't been able to jump that high before. Her muscles were already getting stronger. She put her two front paws on the table, and she looked at the food. Dr. Hong came back. Hey, that's my food. Dr. Violet said, hold on, hold on. And Dr. Hong said, we're going to teach her bad habits. We don't want her to beg or to eat food off the table. And Dr. Violet said, this is all part of our observation. They watched, and Mel was looking at Dr. Rosa, who took a fork and put food into his mouth. A little Kung Pao beef, extra spicy. Mel looked down at the plate in front of her. Then she looked side to side at the fork and knife. She started to paw at the fork and it just flopped around. Then she got her other front paw and she put it next to the first one. And she actually managed to get the fork between her paws. Everybody watched. They were all pretty much holding their breaths. Then Mel tried to pull the fork up and it fell out of her paws. She tried again and this time she was a little more successful. She put it over the plate and dropped it, and it just fell, clattered. Mel, that's not how you do it. You're supposed to stab the food. So true, little E. Mel looked down at the fork. 
determined. Then she put her paws around the fork, lifted it up like she had before, and then she placed it a little more carefully down on one of the pieces of beef. She pushed a little bit and then pulled back, and the beef was on the fork. People wanted to clap, but they waited. She pulled it up in the air. She stuck out her long, heart-tipped tongue, wrapped it around the beef, and pulled it off the fork tines. All three of the astronauts erupted in clapping and cheering. They could not believe what they were seeing. Mel chewed and chewed and chewed and mmm, she liked it. Then she did it again. It was delicious. But then the pepper started to kick in. All of a sudden, her pretty little heart-tipped tongue started burning. She opened her mouth and <sighs> made a little noise like that. And out from her mouth shot what could only be described as a tiny fireball. It was going right towards Dr. Violet's head. He ducked, luckily, quickly. It smacked into the back wall of Dr. Rosa's house. Dr. Rosa jumped up and grabbed his water and his napkin. He threw the water on the smoldering wall, and then he smothered the fire with his napkin. He looked back at Mel. How about no more spicy food for her? Everybody nodded in agreement. Dr. Hong handed Mel some water, and she licked it up very happily. Then Dr. Hong shoved some rice in her mouth, and that really helped calm it down. Mel looked at the plate, and she looked at another item. She decided that the fork was too cumbersome. She stuck out her tongue and licked it a little bit. It was the orange chicken. It was sweet and yummy. She waited a little bit to see if it got spicy, but it didn't. She took a little piece in her mouth, chewed it up, liked it. Then she took another piece, jumped off the chair, and put it in front of Zoe the dog, then sat back. Zoe sniffed it, and then ate it happily. Dr. Hong looked at Mel and said, Mel, now you're teaching Zoe bad habits. We try not to feed her people food. But Zoe's little curly tail was wiggling back and forth. She is caring after all. It sure is. Dr. Rosa's phone buzzed. It was Darlene. He read the message. Uh-oh. What is it? Asked Dr. Violet. Um, apparently Darlene said that the lady who was walking the dog earlier posted something on a neighborhood app and said, watch out for the mean cat on West Orchard Road. Dr. Hong and Dr. Violet looked at each other. And Dr. Hong said, well, it just says mean cat. It doesn't say anything else about her. Hold on. There's more. Uh-oh. It says the mean black cat with the extra long tail that roars instead of meows. Uh-oh, said Dr. Violet. Uh-oh is right, replied Dr. Hong. The three astronauts knew they weren't going to be able to keep Mel the Nebula Cat a secret forever. They discussed their options deep into the night. They thought this was their worst problem, but little did they know. Something had followed Mel out of the nebula. And that, my friends, is the end of part two of the Nebula Cat story. Little E, hit it. I love this book all my heart. It is perfect, absolutely perfect for a pizza tart. Because it, <laughs> it surrounds us. If we don't eat it, the world will die. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love saying, um, so as you rolled, the spikes will come, and you will be a dumb. Because <laughs> everywhere you go, thumbs are always beside you. <laughs> Because <laughs> the lettuce is your friend. 
If you didn't have lettuce, then the world would be broken. What? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you must always stay with your dummy lettuce. What in the world? Your brain nebula is wild. <laughs> oh yeah, mommy. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Nebula Cat Storytime. We hope you had fun. Meow. Nebula Cat is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>